Hey, everybody. It is Friday. It's Fan Drive Time, Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan. I am Ben Ennis. And uh, that was game one of 162 for the Toronto Blue Jays. It was game one for everybody under the new Major League Baseball rules, pitch clock, no shift, bigger bags. And it actually did impact the other games that weren't being played in St. Louis. 21 stolen bases, only two caught stealing. One of those happened in the Blue Jays game. Uh, Average time of game, 234. Blue Jays game was three hours and 38 minutes, which was, I mean, it it was fine because the game was super exciting. Back and forth, lead changes, sixth, seventh, eighth inning. And plus, I got to spend more time with my pal, J.D. Bunkus, who I was watching the game with. At an establishment, he joins me now. I, What's up? I, I was really hoping that you you had the perfect lead-in for me there. What was you that? You said, speaking of bigger bags, here's J.D. Bunkus. That would have been amazing. You blew it. I, he, it was right there, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, your bag of money is is much smaller today, though, honestly. <laughs> uh, judging from, yeah. from uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, the explicit uh, conversation we were having about how much money you were losing during that game, which made, like, listen, you're a, you're a joy to watch sports <laughs> with generally. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you throw down a couple of ducats for just about every sporting event. But uh, yesterday, was, it, was, it was a little – you were a bit of a tough hang. W- would you admit that? I would not admit that. I don't think I was a tough hang at all. I think that I was sour at the end because, well, at least I had bet on the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had live bet the under a few times, and I, I was clearly going to go with the under considering my guy, Manoa, was on the mound. I thought that he was going to come out and dominate, and I thought that the Jays' bullpen was going to mm-hmm. do great, that they were, yeah, new and improved. And it turns out John Schneider stabbed me in my heart when he decided to go to Tim Meza, which resulted in... Tim Meza, a lefty against Paul Goldschmidt, uh, the lefty killer. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? I, so I've, I've thought of a, a way to, to organize this conversation. Um, uh, and I, I think I'm going to do it thusly. So I've, I've organized. There's so many takes from that game. That game was incredible for like, you know, I know during the NFL season, everybody does overreactions, right? Because it's, you only got 17 games, 18 weeks. It's, it's a sport that you can overreact to. This sport, not generally, you know, susceptible to overreactions, but we're going to do it because we got one game under I did our belt. Unapologetic. I did unapologetic Blue Jays takeaways from game one. Okay. I mean, not that you ever apologize for your takes ever, right? Like, yeah, no, what a what yeah. a deviation from the norm for you that you would have takes that you won't no, apologize for. you have to apologize. Mm. Baseball, don't you agree? You kind of have to apologize. Otherwise, you know, they you can get nerded out in baseball way too easily than other sports, I think. I, I suppose, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, just frankly, there's just so, there's so much of a sample, right? And... Yeah, the best team in baseball is going to lose 60 times, yada, 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 yada. It is a big sample sport, but it's it's fun to overreact. Um, all right, so I've organized some takes into there's a positive side of the ledger, there's a negative side to the ledger, and there's like, you know, there's confirmation bias that, that can take place on, on both sides. So I'm going to throw some at you, and I'm going to okay. ask if you agree with this take, disagree with this take. All right, take number one. Let's start Love with it. the positive side, okay? Because I'm uh, Mr. Yeah, Positivity, nice. you might not be. Although I, I will say, in our in I, our I season preview uh, show on your on your show, you were more positive than I can ever remember you being prior to a Toronto Blue Jays season. I don't I don't like the way that you know you asked me to come on a Friday mm-hmm. on your show at five o'clock, 
and you've set me up. You're like, here's a negative downer that's broke now. Thanks. Like, can I? You, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> spot the lie. Hey, everyone, you want to hear this negative broke Find downer over here? It was a tough hang from the bar. <laughs> like, he brought him in. Jeez. All right, fine. Let's start with something positive. All I want right. a compliment. All right. From no, me. this let's, let's, go. let's ease into this thing, okay? How about this? Here's the take. Yeah. The offense still one of the best in baseball. Agree, disagree. Yeah. Agree. There's just no question about it. I will say that there were a couple of things from the game that were, like, notable, I thought. The fact that, like, I had Siddle on my show today, and he was talking about Chapman's new swing, which you wouldn't shut up about at the bar, right? You were mentioning, hey, he made this adjustment. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was actually watching I the Joe game. Siddle. I wasn't I wasn't looking at my gaming app, looking at all the money I was losing. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair criticism. Uh, Siddle meant – you know me. I basically – if I say something or I have a take and then Joe Siddle has the opposite take, mm-hmm. he's basically the number one guy <laughs> where I'll just immediately shift off my opinion for and go, oh, okay. That's the way we're doing this. And And I don't want to – I don't want to misquote him here because I'm not even intelligent enough to basically paraphrase what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But he seemed a little bit more suspect about the Matt Chapman new toe tap than the initial results would indicate. And Mm -hmm. if you think about that game, man, Matt Chapman was just a monster for them, right? So I thought, okay, the top of the order looked amazing in terms of Springer looked incredible. Bo looked like he picked up where he left off. Vladdy had a couple of moments. It was up and down, but he also did the thing where he beat the baseball into the dirt, and I went, ah, so I hope we don't see as much of this this year. And then Varsho had a huge RBI at the beginning of the game. Belt had a moment. Everybody basically had a moment down the lineup, right? It was well-timed for some of those guys, but then there were also times where I went, all right. Either way, what? I, long story short here, the offense is nasty. The offense is going to be nasty because they have that top of the order, and they just do have those guys where everyone can be a contributor at some point in the ball game, right? So, yeah, I, I think that they're going to be just fine, fine, just fine. Yeah, well, they were among the best offenses in all of baseball last year. They were second in runs scored in the American League. They were first in OPS, and of, of course, there was a huge departure in Teoscar Hernandez, less so in Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who I know the the batting average they were was first in OPS last year. They were in in the American League. They were, yep, yeah. yeah, no, oh, okay, yeah. no, man. There, I I know it's 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 hard to believe because at times that that offense ran hot and cold, but that was just a and again the the level of offense that is average in Major League Baseball in 2022 was at its lowest in like forever. So yeah, even even when you're scoring four runs a game, the, you're one of the best offenses in all of baseball, which the Blue Jays were. But they lost a huge contributor, middle of the order bat, and Teoscar Hernandez. But I I, I really do think, man. It, I, I think the front office realized in the offseason how much of an oversight it was having this this lineup so right-handed heavy. Now, that the top three dudes are so good that it doesn't matter. But, yeah, when you get beyond that, it actually is kind of important to have guys who make the opposing manager think about his bullpen deployment, especially le- uh, later in games, and, and maybe getting a, a platoon advantage like, well, the Cardinals had yesterday when Tim Mays is forced to, to face Paul Goldschmidt. Well, you know, sometimes that's going to happen for this team in reverse this season when the opposing manager, you know, he, he sets up his lefty reliever to go through a, a bar show righty Kiermaier stretch and and somebody gets on base and he has to face uh, George Springer or something. Like, I, I do think that was kind I of was an underrated part. You, do you think they overdid it? Do you think they overdid it just a touch with adding lefties? Because it's weird because... Yeah, last year was Kevin Biggio would get opportunities. All of a sudden it goes, yeah, Varsho, Kiermaier, Belt. 
those are all going to end up being pretty important guys for this baseball team. Yeah, do you think that they just slightly overdid it? That if you could, if you had your druthers, would you change one of those guys out to be a right-handed hitter? I mean, if if you could, okay. So what? You can just turn Kevin Kiermeyer into a right-handed. Although I wouldn't do that because his speed, like he's going to beat out a couple of ground balls a little bit easier because he's left-handed. No, I don't. No, no. I think that, I think Brandon Belt. If it was Brandon Belt, you could switch Brandon Belt for the same guy, but he was a righty. Like he's your DH, but he's right-handed. No, because I think despite the fact that Dalton Varsha was hitting fourth yesterday, I think the guy that is going to hit fourth for the most part against right-handed pitching this season is Brandon Belt and two seasons ago hit almost 30 home runs in in fewer than 100 games and two seasons ago is a long time ago though for a guy who's 35 I suppose it's a knee surgery ago so I mean you can look at that in in the negative I tend to look at in the positive and at least he said that there's there's no physical excuses for him no I think yeah except for that he's older and slower and he's 35 sure the reason I mentioned that is that like a big double yesterday what age was Bautista when he retired? Well, okay. Come on, I'm just asking you. Like, what age? Yeah, sure. Was no, there's Jose more Bautista than I mean. And then he lost it. How how old is Nelson Cruz? And he's still playing, right? Like, no, it's it. You yeah. can't. There's no age. You can't just put a number on a guy that and and say that that is that that's the age at which you pass your best before date. Like, there there is history certainly that suggests when you're in your mid to late thirties, it's more difficult to be an above average major leaguer. No question 100%. about it. A hundred percent. I'm just saying, like it. I, I, I'm not as big of a believer, I guess, maybe as you, when it comes to what Brandon Belt is going to be for this team. To me, he's more of a lottery ticket than a certainty. Because, like, my, the only reason I bring up Bautista is because in 2015, Bautista mm-hmm. was an All Star. He was the eighth runner up for MVP. Yep. And then he had a season where, like, his production dipped in 2016. Got hurt. Still, yep. Got hurt. hurt just like Brandon his, Belt. His toe on the the outfield wall in Philadelphia it was like kind of right. his undoing. I'm just saying. Multiple arm removed, injuries. Yeah. Okay. Two years removed, he ends up being a guy who OPS is 674 for the Blue Jays. I think so, you're forgetting that Brandon Belt said he was in the best shape of his life. Yeah, I, uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I guess you're How right. Dare you. if I, if, it's like, the, who got the pitching machine this year to work on their on base? <laughs> Contacts because, yeah, or, yeah, laser eye surgery. LASIK, yeah. No, uh, um, anyway, I'm not trying to crap on Brandon Belt. My only point here is I'm optimistic about him, too. I think that he can be good. I just don't think that you should be relying on a guy who's 35 years old coming off a knee surgery who was awesome two years ago to essentially be your number five hitter. Uh, I, I think they've got – I mean, they have a lot invested in in a guy who is 35 and coming off a down year and knee surgery, but they have so little in that it's just a one-year deal that it's – hey, if it doesn't no, no, I'm work – I'm not saying it's a long commitment. I'm saying it's a commitment, though, in terms of this year, what they need from him to be a top-tier offense, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's crucial because yeah. – and, and you know what? He can hold his own against lefties. I don't know how they – it'll be really interesting to see how this lineup looks against left-handed starters because, yeah, Dalton Varsho hit fourth yesterday, and there's things that he brings to the table outside of offense, but it's going to be pretty tough to watch him hit, I think, against left-handed pitchers. Stop running out the clock. I want to get to some of the negative takes. We'll All alternate right. here. I've also, like, ranked them, in in my opinion, in order of – most likely to, to to least likely, okay? okay so I think right that that positive take that the Blue Jays offense is going to be, if not as good, just as good. It's it's still going to be the calling card of this team uh, on the positive side. Negative side. I got it. Negative side. All right. <laughs> Yo, you're, I like how you're like negative side negative. and you smile that you're here. Okay, Again, ranked in likelihood. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Schneider's bullpen management oh, could saying. become an issue. Okay. 
So is it John Schneider's bullpen management, or is it that the computer has no feel for the human element of the game? Yeah, this used to be yeah that the John Farrell uh, binder was he no Joe Girardi had the binder. That's what he he got killed for the the binder. But yeah, because we're in full binder mode here in terms of like I don't know who to blame. You can override the binder. You can you know just because uh, <laughs> just because something says something, you can override it. You you're the guy who's whose name gets attached to the decisions. You're the guy that eventually gets fired if things go haywire. So, yeah, you're given every piece of information possible. It's up to you to decide what to use and what to disregard. That's that's what I find so infuriating about, like, managing in the modern era, right, is that how do you not go with the binder, right? Like, you mm-hmm. have the binder, and it's telling you, well, hey— we believe in the binder. Like, mm-hmm. we believe in the computer. The computer spit out this information. You have more information. This is the probability of the move you're going for. And so if you go against that probability yeah. and it backfires on you. Well, don't do just... it in blackjack. Don't do it in blackjack because you're only dealing with cards. But the difference between baseball yeah. and blackjack is that there's there's human beings and not every yes. situation is exactly the same. You Never Dude. go against the binder in blackjack. Unless you're playing yes. single hand, then, like, maybe. But, no, never go against the binder in blackjack. But... In sports, dealing with human beings before AI takes over the, the playing of the baseball in the field, we, we, should, we should be, you know, there's shades of gray there, I think. Sure. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. I'm saying, like, of course there are, is that. And, and we are playing a little bit of confirmation bias or what is it? Uh, result. We're, we're playing the result here. as yeah. That's what we do with sports. But if I'm a manager and I have a job that pays me millions of dollars a year, right, and the organization comes to me and says – we have these formulas that really work out what the bullpen is. And we're going to give you these cards, and they're going to tell you mm. what the likelihood is of each one of these things happening. I am playing that like blackjack because I'm going, well, I'd rather do the statistically right thing and not have to answer to my yeah, bosses. You're scared. You're playing scared. Dude, of course I'm scared because I'm a new manager in Major League Baseball. <laughs> well, that's during it. The during the offseason, these guys – clearly flirted with Terry Francona. They looked, they batted their eyelashes mm-hmm. at old Terry, and they went, what do you think about this situation? Mm-hmm. I'm in the same dugout as an, a former Major League manager who mm-hmm. was a... Manager of the year. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell me that that doesn't make you feel a little shook at times. And so one of the things that I kind of find interesting here is there's a little bit of, hey, dude, are you going to have the guts to do those things at times given... Your lot in life. Does John Schneider, let me ask you this, like, if John Schneider turns into be a guy that goes with his gut and it mm-hmm. works against him, do you think that he's going to end up with another job in Major League Baseball knowing that, like, he's not some other organization's well, guy? Well, this is it. I How mean, this th- is, I mean, the, the modern manager, there's, that, there's a reason why there's so few retreads now that uh, organizations right. feel like they can just pump out their own managers because it's, it is, saying, it's just playing the, 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 it's playing the the percentages. It's it's playing to the playbook, and it's and it's more the relationships thing. It's more the thing that happens outside of the field of play that these organizations are putting import in, which John Schneider appears great at, right? Like they we talk about the attitude thing in spring training and yeah. the professionalism, which I'll, I'll get to in a bit. But no, I think his like actual style of being of a guy is a perfect fit with this team. That's my anecdotal observational evidence. I think that like. Those dudes really like him. I yeah. think he's a likable, good dude to be around who I think commands respect in that room. My issue is is that I have a tough time criticizing these guys knowing that 
like this is the business we've chosen kind of thing mm. for younger managers. Mm-hmm. And I look at it and say, I wish you'd have the guts to do this, but yeah. I, it's also something I understand the most. Yeah. And like Kevin Cash is everybody's cup of tea, but that's, yeah, he is dude, Mr. You know Play to the Binder. But that's what I'm saying, too. If Kevin Cash is actually going to end up being a retread manager someday, right? Like, if they fire him, he'll end up somewhere because, one, other organizations know that he's going to play by the book. And, two, is he's going to have won so many games and have stuck around long enough that somebody somewhere, when they decide to go with, like, we want some experience and someone to do it, he survived. He cockroached long enough to become an actual name. And so if you're John Schneider, that's kind of got to be a bit of the name of the game for you in terms of your longevity in the sport right now as a manager is, like, Okay, if I can rack up enough of these wins with the Blue Jays and I played it by the binder, man, maybe someday an organization will look at me and say, dude, this guy was around Vladdy and he was around Bo and Springer and he got along with all those guys. I'll, I'll tell you what, games. though. It's not, there's no binder that's going to tell you that Tim Mesa against a, a couple of lefties uh, with two outs in an inning instead of Eric Swanson, it. who has great splits against lefties because he yeah. throws that incredible splitter, has only thrown, what, fewer than 20 pitches, looks spectacular. The, 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 there's no binder. There's there's no number you can tell me. Now, if, if the explanation is, hey, I wanted to get Tim Mesa into a game and it's game no, brother, one. I agree with you. I agree with you. It was a it was a too much of the binder. It was a too much of an overthink going to the loogie there. They, they made a mistake. He made a mistake. I think that if you gave him the truth serum, he would tell you, I wish I did it differently. I mm-hmm. think John Schneider actually made a, a, like a bunch of mistakes in that game, yeah. which I'm not a blame the manager guy ever. I'm genuinely like, yeah, yeah, the talent is the talent, and the manager makes these minor. He can usually hurt you, not help you. I thought he hurt them a bunch of times yesterday, and I, I just thought, damn, this is a rough look for you. And I, well, we're you still know, me, learning. Man versus machine. No, we're 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 still learning also about his how he manages the game, right? Like his strategic, like what he does strategically. I think we had a pretty good sense by the end of the Charlie Montoyo tenure that guy yeah, probably liked to bunt a little too much. That we 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 got a feel for what Charlie Montoyo was. We only have a Here's half a season of Charlie data. Charlie Montoyo tenure is I don't miss it at all. No, me neither. So yeah, <laughs> you got to be careful. <laughs> criticizing uh, John Schneider's in-game decision-making. I will just say, in the two most recent games, which were both pretty important, pretty visible, one a postseason game and one game one of 162 standalone in the afternoon in St. Louis, he's made some pretty questionable decisions. Not just the, the Mesa for Eric Swanson thing. It was, hey, how about you know walking Paul Goldschmidt when he's forced to face him yeah. And then you can, you know, you got a base open anyways, it's two outs, and then you can get your righty against Nolan Arenado. Or, that was insane. Yeah. That was actually, like, the most underrated, insane decision of the mm. entire ball game. Yeah. It's like, you did not have to pitch to the guy who's one of the best lefty mashers in all of baseball with two runners on? I, I, I don't know. Seems to me, like, yeah, and then you can go to the, if this bullpen's so deep, get him the hell out of there. Yeah. And if you're worried about his confidence, like, why would you want to have mm. him start his year with, that I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty wild. Yeah, it w- it wasn't great, but they they won the baseball game. Uh, all right, sure. back to back to the the positive takes. The outfield defense is going to be elite. Yeah, no doubt about it. I started my show with this today. Like Kiermaier is just like whatever he's. What do you have? Hip surgery? Yeah, he had hip surgery. Yeah, that's. I was kind of like, oh, that's not great. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to have hip surgery and have to be someone who's relied upon to be quick. I just the way he reads the play 
both on the base paths and in the outfield, is obviously going to be something people are going to love this year. That guy can hit 200, and as long as he does that in the outfield, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. No. Uh, it's cool. He's going to be a, a fan favorite. Like yeah, it's, it's I mean, he's going to go on the short list of, of guys that have gone from uh, a rival and, and played for the local team that have done a total 180 in perception. I mean, this is the guy that picked up the, the play sheet out of Alejandro this. Kirk's back, back pocket. But, no, he does. He's a winning player, man. It, you just – you. I know, yeah, he had a big hit. Uh, yeah, he, he was did, awesome on the base pass. The, the, I mean, that won the game for them. Yeah, Him reading the, the George Springer duck snort, uh, his fifth of the game, uh, correctly. And, I mean, it's not, you know, the initial reaction I think we both had watching that play was, man, what a risky base running play. But you can see he, like, stops between first and second, and he it's not a risky play. No, no one had a chance to catch it. He's the first one in the, in the ballpark that recognized it was going hit, to yeah. hit the grass. I think that uh, every once in a while you get to do the, like, I'm Buck Martinez, and I get to say, that guy's a ball player. And <laughs> He's it's like, a that's, ball player. That's, that's how I feel about Kevin Kiermeyer watching him. But, yeah, uh, I'm not ready to just give my heart to Kevin Kiermeyer because I did hate his guts for a very long time in Tampa. And, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not just going to automatically be like, you're the man because of one game, and then he gets hurt <laughs> or then he sucks for a while or his hip doesn't work. And, I, yeah. uh, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to give that love up just yet. Call me... I think 50 games into the season that's when I'll start to I'll start to give him some trust and love and some fan adoration. Varsho just had a couple of heady plays in the field that mm-hmm. he never had that wow moment, but no. just a couple of things where he went, "Oh yeah, he threw Hey, guess what? He made the right play every time." So mm-hmm. that's worth something, especially given the two dudes who have manned the corner outfield spots for this team in years past. And that, yeah, pretty clearly when you see George Springer playing out in like right field, you go that's a that's a pretty good advantage that you have there. Like that's a plus plus fielder there. So the center I would fielder say, playing right field. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that you've got three center fielders. Yep. Like yeah, that you've got three center fielders in the outfield. So it's like this is one where it's just an undeniable take, right? Like this yeah. isn't even a take. This is just a fact. Mm-hmm. Sports is not one where there's just facts. Although usually it is an opinion based place, <laughs> but this is one where it's like imagine someone came up to you and went. Oh, they're overrated in terms of their defense. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is the number one reach you could have. They're clearly <laughs> not that. So, yeah, let's keep it moving because, duh. Yeah, okay, let's go back. Well, let's keep on the, the defense theme and, and go to the negative. Again, I'm ranking these in in in, in strongest uh, opinions that I have. So we're we're still close to the top of the list. Bo defense is going to be un, unplayably bad this season. Uh, again, Siddle didn't agree with me, so I'm wrong. But I kind of think that he was being a chicken, not throwing home on that play. I, I think that he went for that double play, but it was like, why? You're conceding the go-ahead run? That makes no sense in that situation. It just it was very strange. A guy that he airmailed a throw early on in the game, trying to be overly confident. And I wondered if that stuck with him. You know, they say always forget that play, right? You know, yeah. forget the play, forget the play. Short I wonder memory. if it. Yeah, I wonder if he didn't have a short memory and it stuck with him throughout that ball game. And then when he had that moment and that split second decision had to be made, he didn't trust his arm and he didn't. Well, he barely even flip. trusted the flip to second base. Yeah. Like he he double clutched on on the flip to second base in a in a situation with no outs that even a double play scores a run uh, in a in a pretty tight ball game. That yeah, clearly you're playing that that level of infield depth and the ball hit that hard and straight to you that. The, the decision-making should be pretty clear. Well, dude, and Vladdy did it right after, and yeah. it was the perfect play, and you went, oh, yeah, that's a gold glover, and that's a guy who's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we're coming off a season in which he was second in 
the major leagues with 23 errors. He was one of the worst defenders from the advanced metrics uh, side of things at, at shortstop. We talked about it on your show the other day that the offense makes up for it. And I'm not saying that the offense won't make up for it this season. It will. And it did yesterday, it right? Did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It did. But I, you know what, though? I would have put this higher. Like, if this was, if this was me, I would have actually had this ahead of John Schneider in terms of, like, things. If, you, if your ranking of this is, well, okay, what's most likely, then I would have said what's most likely, number one, is the outfield thing that you mentioned where they're going to be better in terms of their defense. I would have said number two is going to be a certainty that they end up being a top five offense. In the, like, what, what's the lowest they could possibly be in the American League in terms of offenses, right? Like, mm-hmm. five? Yeah. That would be a disappointment. If they were the fifth offense in the American League, you would go, what the hell happened to these guys this year? So they're like, those are the two most likely. I think because the bullpen is compromised of a lot of solid players and maybe Mesa is actually just nothing now, which kind of screws them. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like Schneider is going to take a ton of heat throughout the year unless things go really south with the bullpen. But even then, if it does, mm-hmm. management is going to take a ton of trash for that because they didn't address it with another fireballer and that well, sort of left it open to interpretation in terms of like who is what in that bullpen. But Bobachette is not like, what evidence do we have that is indicating what, you know, the game better than I do. What is the history of shortstops who all of a sudden are like, I'm not a good shortstop at age 24, and then they're sick at yeah. being shortstop? Yeah, well, again, Marcus Semyon was, was the example, right? Starting off his career and being a horrific uh, defender at shortstop in Oakland and committing the most errors in the major leagues yeah, okay. and slowly weaning off of that. And also, I would say that, yeah, uh, before 2022 and 2021, I saw a guy that was at least league average at defense, and for some reason he's fallen off a cliff since then, it's just one game this season, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know he works super hard. I guess the, the reason I don't have it higher is because the, the way I posited it is that it becomes unsustainable, that you have an in-season. No, well, He'll yeah. play sorts the entire season. If that's the scenario, then it's dead last. It's not even worth bringing it up mm. because he's clearly going to be the shortstop. They just gave him a big old bag of money, and they said, here's a big old bag of well, money, Bo, and like, let's not have any complaints over the next couple of years, shall we? I, Imagine they were like, yeah, actually, <laughs> we're going to move you to second base. Like, What are we talking about? No. Well, I just I, I do recall at the end of the Jose Reyes tenure, I remember I was one of the many who called for, like in close games where his yeah, spot yeah. didn't come in, up in the lineup, that there would be at least a defensive replacement. Like, Do you yeah, think Reyes we could get— Reyes was 100 years old, and no, they do you knew think that we he was ever, done with him. Do we, do, but they never did it. They never did it. I mean, do you, do you think they're— Becomes a point, Mike, in a playoff no. game. You got a one run game. It's the ninth inning. Bo just nope. made the final out. I don't Do you, think you go so. to Santiago Espinal at shortstop? No, I don't think they will. No, they, they probably won't. All right, we just said, we just talked about human element. I think that's probably one of the most important human elements of the team. Yeah. Is like, dude, if you're the shortstop, that's your. Obviously, these guys are professional baseball players. Like, that's their identity. But is there any greater identity than I'm the quarterback of a football team? I'm the shortstop of a baseball team, right? Like, what position is more glamorous and coveted in professional sports in terms of, like, you being able to say, mm-hmm. I'm the starting shortstop of the Toronto Blue Jays? You're not taking that away from Bobochet. It's just not happening. He's He'll make a 1,000 errors. He'll go out there, and he'll throw baseballs into the outfield <laughs> like he just he, – like he's pissed off Trevor Bauer, yeah. not caring about anything. And they will still uh, – Josh Schneider will clap his hands and tell him, hey, you'll get the next one. You know, like, there's no shot. He's I, there for life. Oh, man. Do you remember Chuck Knobloch, uh, second baseman for the Yankees, yeah, who had, had the yips. yips? 
Yeah. And didn't he hit like one of the like Fox executives' mothers like in the head in the first I row? I don't know that, of but the if stands. he did, that's so funny. That's yeah. so, if he did, send me that clip, somebody, right now, because hitting somebody's mother with a baseball uh, with the knee. Yep. She was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely the funniest thing that's ever happened. All in sports. right, let me stick on 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 the negative ones because I do think this might rank a little bit higher. Alec Manoa. Got a little bit lucky last year. His regression oh. is going to be massive. Also, I guess an ancillary take to this one, like an addendum. Uh, it's a couple of very high visibility games that he has not performed to the best of his abilities. Game one of the postseason series against the Mariners. And then game one, his first opening day in St. Louis, doesn't even get through four innings. Now, you're just trying to say this to hurt me. Alec Manoa before yesterday was 25-9 and nine with an ERA of 260 as a starter for the Blue Jays. He is Mr. Consistency, and he is Mr. I will battle and find a way through this. Even this is how good Alec Manoa is. Mm-hmm. Even though he was struggling, like he sucked in that game, no doubt about it. He had yeah. got through three innings. He gave up what five runs and a couple walks and how many hits? Uh, nine, I think. Oof, like yeah, bad one. <laughs> and you know there was a couple in there. Nine, that I thought yeah, were, three and a third, nine hits. Yeah, and there were a couple in there that I didn't think were you know like scorchers or amazing mm-hmm. hits, but it's a hit and whatever. Um, I just think that it's so jarring to see him struggle that you don't know what to do with yourself. You go like, holy crap, I've really never seen this before. Like 260 ERA to start his career. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable that he had a bad start last night. No, man, I if you were going to ask me the things I'm most confident in with the baseball team, and I'm not just saying this because I like Manoa. He's an awesome dude. I just, I, I have zero... Zero, 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 negative a million fear that Alec Manoa is not going to be the guy. I think he's durable. I think he's reliable. Yep. I think he's a competitor. I think, dude, how many of those starts in a row do you think Manoa would have to have before his confidence was shaken? Oh, whole, infinity. I don't, yeah, I don't think like, there is a number. That's what I'm saying. I just, I think well, and, that so much of this sport is mental, and that's why when you get a guy like that who is just a, a beast when it comes to the way he feels about himself when he steps out on the mound i, I guess like i can't worry about this this is a nothing to me it's uh, the man. and he did the exact right thing that you should do when your team wins a baseball game when you are lousy so like i don't care like the the team yeah. won the game and yeah no and, and it, those are oh, he's the man. those are the type of moments that can divide clubhouses when you got guys thinking too much i mean, i remember like a couple of kevin euclid moments where like he's striking out and the, the red Sox are up like 10 runs and people are like what are you doing like why are you sulking we're winning the baseball game it's not all yeah. about you no that uh that that Alec Manoa said the the correct things after what was yeah yeah dude I think Not that's great why time. that's where like the divide is between him and the pitcher that he's most often compared to. Who's that? You know what? That Alec Manoa is most uh, most compared to what? Like CC Sabathia and in, in size? Uh-huh. What, what are you talking about? Stroman. Oh, Marcus Stroman. I, is he most commonly compared to Marcus Stroman, who had a great I, dude, start I've, yesterday Yesterday, and on opening day for the Chicago Cubs, dude, by the way? Their stuff, the way they pitch, the way they approach the mound, the way they jaw, the number There's, they wear. It, like, like, would two Marcus Strowmans be able to beat up one Alec Manoa? No shot. The one Alec Manoa would pick up the one Strowman <laughs> and swing him into the other one. He would use it as a weapon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd club those two dudes out with, with each other. And then there'd, there'd just be a murder scene where it was two bodies on top of each other, <laughs> oh the same God. guy. And oh you'd start like a, it would be like a Nordic mystery show that was on <laughs> Netflix. They'd be like, what happened here? <laughs> this is the craziest mystery uh, in our town. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do two, yeah. uh, two more positive takes before we take a 
a break, and then I've got yeah. like headlines from the future for uh, for the Blue Jays. Love uh, that. Uh, they're going to be a more professional team. This Blue Jays team, we heard so much that, that you know they're going to iron out the wrinkles. Uh, super pro this team. Yeah, there's no question about this. I don't even know how to spend time on this. Like, just the base running in that first game, I'm like, oh, that's the best base running we've ever seen with this iteration of the team. So, yeah, clearly. Like, I I don't – I have nothing – look at the guys they brought in. They brought in every single dude is just, hey, what do you like? And they're like, baseball. And they're like, what do you like about baseball? He's like, winning the baseball. So, that's it. Like, what are you talking about? Of course. Well, and even Vlad, honestly, Vlad deserves credit for, yeah, for taking does. second base on, on the errant throw by Jordan Walker at a right field. He deserves yeah. credit – for the game-winning RBI, where all he's trying to do is lift the ball to the outfield, all he's trying to do is cash the eventual game-winning game, game winning run. He's, yeah, celebrated in the moment, celebrated when he got back to the dugout. We already mentioned the, the Kevin Kiermeyer thing. That's just, it, it does. It feels like a, you know, a professional group, which is kind of fun to watch. All right, last one. Yeah. Canadian Jordan Romano is one of the best closers in baseball, if not the best closer in baseball right now. I mean... Again, this seems kind of like a irrefutable statement. Well, he could just be riding past. a no, he could just be riding a hot streak. Do you think he's riding a hot streak, no. or you know, no, do you th- do you think he's you know inconsistent? Like, you, no. where is your level of confidence in Jordan Romano stepping out of the, the bullpen? Point yeah. six out of ten. Like, I yeah, he's we see my, relief arms be uh, you know variable year to year. Yeah, yeah, and that's why. I would say, buddy, if anything that you missed here out of the game one takeaways, it's like I'm not as confident in the bullpen as I thought I was with what it was on paper when I started the year. Like those guys all trotted out there, and I went, uh, I what? You know, I don't. I'm not a huge believer that Anthony Bass, just because he was good last year, is going to be amazing. Like he's had an up and down career. Like I have a. Why do I have to believe that? Tim Mays is going to be great when he really wasn't after he came back from his injury last season. He's the only lefty, and, like, there were reports at a camp that he might not be his old self anymore. Like, Jimmy Garcia last year was good. He wasn't great. I would say he disappointed a little bit considering what we thought he was going to be. He had a lot of downs throughout the year. Like, they just have a lot of dudes in that bullpen that I think when they, like, they look fine. They look good on paper, but they still don't have that guy where you go, damn, here comes this guy. He's going to settle things down. He's going to fix it. And, yeah, Bass struggled for them last year in the playoffs in a big moment. He struggled for them again yesterday. Like, I don't know. But there's enough guys. you got enough. Here's the thing. Yeah, the, that's it, what I hope. The, variability you know Can exists. I give you a zag? What? Can I give you an ultimate zag? I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's because he has the nastiest stuff, like or one of the nastiest pitches of the bullpen is like, I feel like Trevor Richards is going to have a bounce back year, and sure. he's going to end up being one of the guys. Like this is how it goes, right? Of like, course, yeah. He brought guy, Simber yeah. out for God's sake, and I went, "No, for the love of God!" There's yeah. guys on base, and they almost did the thing that he does, which is get the double play, right? But yep. get, what happened other than that? They didn't. Like he gave up a hit because he's a contact guy. So I just, yeah, the bullpen. No, but this is this could be it. By the end of the season, it could be Zach Pop and Eric Swanson are the the two highest leverage relievers right. in this bullpen and you know early indications would would lead you to the conclusion that that's the case that, could be guys that are not even on this roster right now yeah. who are among the best relievers in all of baseball could be a, listen no one's putting no one should put money on on nate pearson being that guy or yeah. yosfer, yosfer uh, zulueto but you never know right that's yeah, the nature sure, of bullpen sure but that's but that's what i'm saying is that first game to me if i'm being honest about my takeaways that i 
that they, they, all these takeaways that we're having right now obviously can be the dumbest things ever, right? Like, none of these could hold up because it's baseball, and this is the sport of giving takes makes you look like an idiot, and so the best thing to be is just someone who says numbers and does a Fangraphs article every once in a while that goes, like, here's the numbers that we have on large samples. Like, great. I'm here just to tell you that, like, my gut feeling was, oh, right, this is a lot of B-minus guys in the bullpen. It's a lot of B-minus in here, and... That way relievers go is that B minus can be C minus fast or they yeah. can be B plus. Mm-hmm. They usually don't go up into the A plus, you know, like anyway. So I have a ton of confidence Romano. And then the rest of those guys, I'm kind of like, sure, fine. Go but out if, there and do your job. But when you don't, I'm going to doubt you. If you Always. have if you have three B pluses or A's, I mean, Romano's an A, A plus. But if you yeah. an A plus, and if, then I think the rest of it is pretty much B to C plus with the potential. I, w- I would say that pop throwing nearly a hundred miles an hour and being as young as he is, yeah. has the, the, has a potential. Pop Eric's- didn't go play for team Canada though. So I'm down right. on that dude. He stinks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go play for your country. Okay. Well, that's harsh. Uh, listen, let's get him uh, established as one of the best relievers in baseball. And then in three years, we can, Oh yeah. Have no, him it would be a real games. nightmare for him to go play competitive baseball <laughs> games. Wow. What a, hey, what a he, he wasn't, he had options. There was a potential for him not to be on this major league roster, and he he prioritized that. I know. Yeah, I know. You're you're mad. Yeah, and then that the all Jays the punished Otto play. Lopez for going. What yeah. team Canada? They're like, hey, thanks for going. We're going to punish <laughs> oh, you for doing that. Hey, yeah, he, that could have been Otto Lopez scoring. Bring uh, Anthopolis <laughs> back. He never would have done that to someone. Well no, done, Nathan Lucas. Yeah, he's what a. I could have probably done what Nathan Lucas did yesterday. Uh, it's funny watching him get high fives. <laughs> it was like you did it. Yep. You ran a pace of a pretty much average human. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like anyone could do it. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. I want to come back. And as I mentioned, I have uh, some headlines from the future that I'm going to ask you whether I should print or, or not print. All right. It's fan drive time. J.D. Bunk is with me for the hour. I'm Ben Annis, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Fan drive time, Sportsnet 590, the fan. I'm Ben Ennis. Apparently crappy weather day in St. Louis today, so you know what? Don't whine that the Blue Jays aren't playing today. They wouldn't be playing anyways if they if they were scheduled to play against the Cardinals. As they will resume that series tomorrow. Three-gamer, uh, no off day Mondays. They go into a four-game series against the Royals and then three against the Angels, who, oh, man, Lost in like pure Angels fashion last night. I don't know if you saw. Like I, 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 I don't imagine you watched First the game. In history that had ten strikeouts and shut out a team through what was it six and lost. Yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily what you want. But it's like it's it's classic Angels stuff there. That Joey at least Otani, Anthony Rendon almost too. beat the crap. Holy out of somebody, cow, man! Like, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Did you see Shohei's face when he did that? Uh, I, I I didn't really focus on it. I was like more yeah, focused gotta, on gotta, how close Anthony Rendon actually came to that guy's face as he took a swing at him, which was uh, do you, can remarkable. I just give something to Anthony Rendon though? Can I just say something about yeah. that? If you're gonna swing on a fan, like first of all, if somebody calls you the B word and you're a man, mm-hmm. I think that laws are done now. Mm. <laughs> you know, like it's basically. Remember when we used to do take safe space? Like yeah. you're not allowed to criticize us for these takes because oh, we're yeah. in a safe space. <laughs> I think that if someone says you're a B, mm-hmm. you're allowed to 
fight. And it's just like mm-hmm. what happens happens now. Like the rules are gone. Yeah. Cop shows up and there's a witness that's like, no, 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 don't get in there. He called him a bee. And the cop's like, have a nice day and keeps like yeah. strolling on and goes and does about their business. Like you should have to be accountable for your actions in some way, right? Like, well, if, I just if, that, I, if that fan didn't, if he did do that, that, that fan is, well, reprehensible for, for that, but also for, you know, cowering in fear. The, the yeah, immediate oh, no, moment no, 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 that he gets yeah. grabbed by. Dude, he had the high ground for God's sake. So there's two things. Yeah. One, if you're the fan and he's grabbing you like that. How do you not, as the high ground, do the classic swim move, mm. pound the arm down? Oh. Like, he's a baseball player. Like, Sounds like somebody his arm in down this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah. Who hasn't been in that situation? But he's got the high ground, and he's, like, the fan. He's got everything. <laughs> yes, he's got everything in his fan. Like, he ultimate, speaking of, like, actually, who's the B word, is obviously the guy who's, like, standing there, like, I didn't say anything, Anthony. Yeah. Like, he, if he did say anything, he's the biggest loser who ever lived. If he didn't say anything... So unfortunate, he probably, I would have almost cried. I would have probably cried in that situation. But Rendon, Mm. if you're going to swing on somebody, do it for real. Don't do like a half little, like, I'm going to tap slap because you're going to get in trouble either way. He's going to get in trouble just for doing that in the first place. So it's like, make it count, man. Make Mm. it count. Like, Mm. what are you doing? You're going to use up a bullet like that and have the bullet be like a rubber one? Like, no, put the hollow point in and they game. Like, go for it. I, I found myself uh, empathizing with the cameraman who, after all that had uh, resolved itself, said, all right, everybody calm down. That was me. <laughs> that would have been me. Everybody calm down. Let's all chill <laughs> out. All right, so uh, I, I got some. No, that guy's the worst because he was filming it. He yeah. was like, something is happening <laughs> here. And then it's over. And he's like, all right, everybody. Now, the issue has been resolved. I'll step in here and say it's time to be done after I tried to profit off of it with a video. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, that guy's the worst. Of course you empathize with him. You uh, associate yourself with him. Okay. I did just say. You're like. I, that's I, the Ennis test. It's like, who's the worst guy in the situation? Mm, and then it's like, that's you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a conscientious <laughs> observer, I would say. All oh, right. yeah. Here yeah, are some, yeah. some headlines from the future for uh, this Blue Jays team. I want you to tell me whether this will be printed or can we uh, throw this in the trash. Let's start with a spicy one. Don Mattingly speaks on rumors he believes he'd be making better in-game decisions than John Schneider. Should we print that one? Is that one, that one, that one going to be no splashed across the cover of sportsnet.ca? No. No, because the thing is, is Mattingly's played the game too long, and he knows that that, that, would be, that wouldn't be good for him. I, I think here's, here's the one that would, could happen. Quote, Ross Atkins says there are no rumors to the idea that internally there have been discussions. It's the about same Mattingly thing. Today. No, but that's the same thing, man. If if we're having a discussion, if somebody reports that hey, there's some yes. some players, it's it's so we're semantics. My, no, my some no, my semantic is important. I don't think that Mattingly at any point in the year will be the one that like leaks that. Mm. Like it won't be a story of him leaking it where it's like he's been privately saying to people. I'm saying that the leak would have to be something about the front office believing that Mattingly might be the right guy to take this team forward or whatever. Like, But I still don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is Schneider's team, and that if that report comes, that report comes out during an offseason after a disappointing year for the Jays, not in season. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, how about this one? Rogers Center, not the band box many expected. Do we print that one? No, because it will be. It already it, One, it already is a band box. Two, they made it more of a bandbox. Three, they made it a bandbox for lefties, and then they got a bunch of lefties. So, like, I think that 
no. I, I don't think that will be the Jake from the future. I think that there's going to be a lot of Joe Combe runs in that power alley. So you, th- you think the headline is uh, Blue Jays overdid it and yeah. Rogers Center now uh, a bit of a joke. Roger Center, <laughs> a.k.a. the new Dunedin. I know, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I think yeah. my original headline is, is one that could, could, um, could be in play this season because I know the, fr- the fences are in 16 feet, but and I know, yeah. you know, and this is in right field, and you talked about the left-handed hitters, and yeah, sure, it might benefit them, and, and those guys are more like arcing fly ball hitters. Yeah. Vlad and Bo, it's, it's been uh, mentioned a number of times how many hard fly balls they hit to right center field, but like on a line. I yeah. think because the, the walls are coming in, but the fences are going up, right? Which yeah. you have to do when the fences come in. I think there's more than a few balls that could have been home runs in the in the previous dimensions that won't be home runs this year, that there's there's a conversation about, okay, there's lots of hits, and it's not like offense is down, but home runs might be down. I am, I'm on high alert for, like, Vlad with some loud fly balls off the top of the wall in right field, um, and, and that being the headline grabber as far as how this, this ballpark plays offensively. I, I don't know this stuff as much as you do, so I'll just take your word for it. Okay. But, right. no, I think the <laughs> power, like, well, I'm just I I believe in that power alley being a like I think there's going to be a bunch of eye roll home runs for that one. Okay, there's a couple I want I, I want to get to. All right, Blue yeah. Jays have new homer gimmick. Is that one that we that we print? No. So what we haven't seen a home run, so we don't know what they're going to do. So you just think they go down the dugout line, everybody's shaking hands. Yeah, I think that part of the thing that they know is like the new Blue Jays is that I said the uncles won. The uncles mm. got their wish, and that is the home run jacket is somewhere is ashes from a pyre. Like it was, <laughs> it was burnt in a ritual for this team cleansing the ghosts of the past. No, I, I, I don't think it ends up happening. If it if it does, then I think it'll be something more like handshakes or something like yeah, like, secret thing. I don't think they're doing anything. No like props. That, You're saying no, no props. No props. No props. I think that they're propless for a year at least. I think that if that's a headline from the future, it's it's next season. Okay. Uh, a Blue Jay breaks a bat over his knee in 2023. Who would that even be? Buddy, Vlad did it last season. Hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I, I forgot he did that last year. That now, means, it, was okay. kind of, it was kind of a, a cowardly one because he's, he yeah, smoked the, the bat on the ground first uh, to yeah. pre-break it. and then a cowardly one. Listen, Say that to his face. Okay, You're maybe cowardly. cowardly is a little overdoing it, but not not a true <laughs> blue, yeah, not right. like a, yeah, a Bo Jackson yeah. right over the knee. Here's the thing. Bo Jackson's like the greatest athlete who ever lived. So, yeah, no duh, he was like snapping bats over his knees, whereas other guys might not be willing to do it. I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I mean, there's so much on the line with this team and, and every team, even the, well, especially the Yankees team that won the American League East last year went through such an excruciatingly painful stretch of the season that emotions were running high. I mean, you mentioned there's a bunch of baseball hardos here who only care about winning. Like somebody, yeah, could I see maybe even a George Springer? Doing, eh, maybe not. George is a little too happy-go-lucky. Too happy. Yeah. Uh, no, let's. See. I, I bet you we see Vlad do it again. Not that he's not going to have a great season, but uh, we've already seen it once from him. Why, why wouldn't we see it again? Um, the Blue Jays play a game in under two hours this season. Print it. Yes, print it. And they just played a game in almost four hours in game yeah. one. You know they played yeah, a game nice. in April last year that was two hours and like seventeen minutes. Yeah, so they they, they they came close to doing this last season. Yeah, no, uh, we got no feel for the pitch clock here because the game was four hours long, but 
I do believe that at some point this season, someone will cruise, someone will work fast, and we will get through a game. Um, obviously not a rain-delayed or a rain-affected or weather-impacted no. game that gets called. No, that doesn't count. Nine-inning game. A, yeah, I think we will get through a nine-inning game. In, it won't be much less than two hours, but it'll be a little under two hours. I'm going to say, like, 157. Well, the thing is, yeah, the pitch clock is is obviously hugely um, consequential here, but you don't have guys that are going to go well above and beyond. You don't have super fast workers outside of that. Those guys, like the, the Alec Manoas, Kevin Gossmans, are working to the very edges of the, of the pitch clock. All right, last one. Um, Matt no, Chapman. I was going to say, if it's anybody, I think it'll be Bassett that ends up going deep. Yeah, no, that's, the, that's a, a good call. Matt Chapman is a top 10 MVP vote getter. Print it? No. I don't think it'll he's happen. been twice, twice in his career. He's been yeah. a top ten MVP uh, vote getter. Had a pretty good debut yesterday. The defense we know is elite, and this is a walk here for him. We, I, 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 yeah. Listen, not that he's going to be trying harder, but we do see sometimes guys in the free agent years have no, uh, something I, I close did, to a career year. No, this isn't a shot at him. I just think that like there's too many good players in the American League. There's too many good players on his team. I think that if the Jays are at the point where they have guys in the running for American League MVP, I think that Bo Vladdy. Springer, all will probably be ahead of him in terms of likelihood of who could get those votes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just don't see that he's going to end up being top 10. Could he get a down ballot MVP vote? I think maybe, like where it's like one of those, it shows up on your baseball reference page and you go, there's 16, yeah. there's yeah. MVP 16. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this. Maybe he gets one of those, but no, I, I don't think that it happens for him. Sorry. All right. Uh, no offense to, to Matt Chapman, one of those baseball hardos. Uh, Bunkus. It was great to see you. It was great to see regular season baseball yesterday. Yeah, it was so good. I, I, I am like you where I complain that there should have been a little bit of baseball more today. There's like five games today. Like, yeah, I know. I don't. And they're afraid of rainouts everywhere. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, enjoy enjoy the weekend, buddy. See, see ya. Bro. There's uh, J.D. Bunkus. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, take a broader look around Major League Baseball. Maybe look at that Yankees team that uh, debuted Anthony Volpe uh, with John Morosi. Of MLB Network next as the fan drive time continues. I'm Ben Ennis, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.